Hello, friends. Um, I want to apologize for yesterday's messy, messy episode. Um, yesterday was a very busy, long day, and just knowing I had a ton to get done that morning was kind of overwhelming, and it made me hard to, made it really hard to think. So I apologize for that. Hopefully today's episode won't be as crazy and disorganized so let's just let's just pray that that won't be the case but I want to thank you all for listening in to yesterday's episode if you did and wanted to talk about a few different things in today's episode again a lot of what I talk about is basically like what I feel like God is telling me to talk about something that I have on my heart or something that I feel like somebody needs to hear um, or I need to hear. So what I'm saying is like basically I'm allowing God to just take over because again, I don't come into these episodes with a plan at all and I really try to wing it and let the holy spirit take over if it's possible so yeah bear with me friends but today i thought i would start off the bat by mentioning a book that i have started and it is called searching for and maintaining peace small treaties on peace of heart by father jacques philippe this guy is an amazing, amazing writer. He's written a lot of books. And um, this is a really short one. Very, very short. And it talks about the importance of maintaining peace and how we achieve that as a Catholic. And this was written by a priest. So, you know, you're getting the good stuff. But the first part of the book is called Interior Peace. Um, the road to saintliness, um, and then part two, how to react to that which causes us to lose peace. So in that section, I'm just looking ahead, it says like troubles of life and the fear of bearing without our difficulty in believing in providence, the fear of suffering, um, you know, how do we grow in confidence? That's a really long section, and part three, the final section, is what the saints tell us. So, some of the saints are Juan de... I don't even know this guy. Bonilla, Francis de Sales, which I've mentioned before, Teresa of Avila, I've mentioned, Marie of the Incarnation, which is actually the saint that I have a relic of, and Francois-Marie Jacob Lieberman, and Padre Pio, Padre Pio amazing saint he's the one who said pray hope and do not worry um so they're just really short several pages about in the towards the end about what the saints some of these saints were able to do and how they offer good examples for searching for and maintaining peace the whole topic of this book so i thought i would throw that out there because it's a really short book um it's slightly older let me see when was it published 
2002. Not bad. I actually thought it was much older than that, but it's not too old. I just want to just throw that out there in case you were looking for a book, some sort of resource that really talks about what I was trying to talk about in my messy episode yesterday. This priest will say it much better than I can. I've only skimmed through it, but it's really beautiful and very fitting for this talk on peace this week. So I just thought I would throw that out there. And I'm going to go right into our quote for the day because I've been very bad at giving you guys that. And I want to make sure I do give you that. And again, I'm going to be taking this, this quote from The Path of Merciful Love, 99 Sayings by Therese of Lisieux, Because I feel that Therese has a lot to say on this topic. And what I like to do actually is kind of like just open up to a random page and then pick whatever quote it falls on. So, I understood that without love, all works are nothing, even the most dazzling, such as raising the dead to life or converting people. So, basically, if we are helping others, but we're not doing it out of love then our works are for nothing is what she's saying so it is very important that when we serve we're not just serving for praise we're not serving for to receive something in return um, for approval or anything we are serving out of the kindness of our hearts because we love those around us you know we are called to love our neighbor as ourselves And I talked about this because another important thing too is so so often we find ourselves in situations where we don't love ourselves. We don't like the person that God made us to be. We tear ourselves apart. We point out our insecurities. But would you do that to your neighbor? No. I think when you have a really negative mindset about yourself and the person that God made you to be, and it's causing you to be vain in the sense that you care way too much about what others think, you're going to have a really hard time loving others as well and seeing the good in others because you might be prone to judge or to assume or to compare. Um, And I've been there. There have been times where I'm still there. And when that happens, you just say, Lord, please help me to see this person as a daughter of God, as a son of God. Because that's what we all are. And when you feel these thoughts come up, you have to address them immediately and say, nope, no, no, no. (laughs) And the same thing comes for whatever you are treating yourself that way, beating yourself up, you say, nope, God gave me this flaw. God gave me this insecurity for a reason. And if I ask for the ability to overcome it and be humble and be confident in my skin, the Lord will grant it to me. And I like to think of the saints. I know I'm just going to keep talking about the saints, but I like to think of the saints when I think of saints that were very bold but still humble. So they were very confident in their own skin and might have even appeared to be prideful at times, but they weren't. 
there is a healthy amount of so-called pride that one can possess, I believe. And it's when you are confident in the person that God made you to be and you're thankful for that and you embrace that and you're not afraid of showing that. That isn't really pride per se, but it might appear as pride at times. Um, But the saints, they were very humble. And even when they weren't, they asked God for the grace to be humble. And I think when we are trying to strive towards sainthood and while we are searching for and trying to maintain peace, as Father Jacques Philippe was trying to show us is possible as a Catholic in various different ways, a lot of it has to do with surrender. I think it is an important part of, like, not only is surrender an important part of it, but also trusting in the Lord and that who you are as a person, who everybody is, we are all very special and unique, and we must recognize that. We must find the beauty in that because that can maintain help us maintain peace in our daily lives. Think about it. If you are very um, focused on what others around you think, then more often than not, you're going to be in that mindset, and that's not a peaceful mindset to be in. It's not a healthy mindset, therefore it's not peaceful. And so it it really does start with how you see yourself. And again, don't ever say, like, don't ever go around flaunting, you know, your your gifts or don't ever say you're better than anyone that comes with a lot of pride and it's not the good kind of pride I was talking about so I'm just laying that out there so when I'm saying embrace yourself and you know show the gifts that God gave you I'm not saying go flaunt it about like it's some sort of expensive purse that everybody should be jealous of because they don't have it don't do that because that's that's not healthy um that's gonna lead you down lead you down a very dark path but I do think that when it comes to trying to maintain peace it really does start with yourself and how you allow thoughts to dictate how you feel and react because a lot of the times we will let a certain feeling or an idea or something get to us and let it drive us crazy and more often than not it's driving us away from God and not helping us to maintain peace peace in our relationship with God and our relationship with ourselves and others around us because we're too focused on our minds, our worries, our insecurities 
and that could really make it difficult to just abandon ourselves to the Lord when we are hyper-focusing on something extremely negative. So I think that when it comes to maintaining that peace, you we are called to just say, no, this thought is not going to help me grow in my faith. This isn't going to bring me closer to God. Like, And ask God in that moment to help you to get rid of that thought and I think healthy amount of distractions so prayer and healthy amount of distractions peaceful healthy distractions in that moment can be very very good because it helps us to redirect our thoughts which over time can help us to redirect our thought patterns and when we redirect our thought patterns we won't be inclined to say oh I look horrible and start comparing ourselves to others instead like of doing that we're going to be more inclined to be like you know what this is how God made me to be and ask God in that moment to help you to like that to appreciate it and help see everyone around you as a beautiful daughter instead of God and I think that can really help bring a lot of peace in those moments where we are really hyper-focused on very negative thoughts um, and insecurities and not only just I think I've been talking a lot of just a lot about uh, guys I can't talk I've been talking a lot about insecurities but this also applies to worries as well so if you are freaking out about maybe a deadline that's not even a month away it's like maybe Maybe a little less than a month away or something and you feel like you don't have much time or whatever and you wish you had more time to prepare well the past is in the past this is the present moment worrying about it is only going to waste time when I think about that I'm like dang I could have saved myself so much time over the years if I just didn't if I just like actually did what I was supposed to do in that moment instead of thinking about all the things I had to do in addition to that one thing that I was really stressed out about and your thoughts can paralyze you in a way and you can't let them do that that's what really shakes us and makes us lose that peace of mind and that trust in God So that's why it is really important to be confident in your own skin, but be very, very humble. The saints are a perfect example of that. Um, One of the saints I like to think about is St. Therese, and she wasn't always confident in her skin. I like to say she struggled a lot with scrupulosity and and anxiety and um, her emotions, and and really trying to maintain a healthy amount of her emotions because she was a very emotional person, especially as a child. And a lot of the times people would make fun of her for that, would say it was a problem, and she eventually had to learn how to accept herself for who God made her to be and embrace that and see that it was a gift to be able to feel things different to feel things differently, to feel things deeply, 
that's something that I'm trying to allow myself to experience and realize and St. Therese has really been that beacon of hope and she wasn't always happy she wasn't always um striving towards sainthood but because she was bold and she was brave and she told herself nope this thought is bad this is not what god wants of me i need to move on and she just did it like in this book here the path of merciful love with all the quotes there like sometimes it'll give you a little bit of information or like context before you read the verse because sometimes she's addressing certain people like sister marie of saint joseph or whatever and um so you're like who is that person so it gives you a little bit more context or like where is she going oh she's on a pilgrimage to rome like it gives you a little bit of context before the quotes and in some of them she she really called people out or even she it talks about how she was about ready to snap at someone and then she just kind of took a deep breath and said what god put on her heart and then that that sister was like oh thank you like thank you for that that sister needed to hear that and she could have responded very differently in a way that would have made that sister very hurt but she didn't even the saints struggle with that and she was just this very bold but sweet and gentle saint and I think a lot of the time we we associate Saint Therese with just like this being this sweet little saint that has always been like striving towards sainthood since she was a child that never struggled with anything but she struggled a lot with her emotions and maintaining peace and trust because she was she was anxious she was hurt you know she lost her mother at a young age and had to say lord i know you i know you gave this child to me for a reason so help me to use it and that's when she adopted mother mary as her mother and had a great devotion to mary and really strived to be the person that God meant made her to be knowing that her flaws would get in the way of her sometimes or her insecurities or her hurt would get in the way but look at her she's a saint and I think when we turn to the saints it gives us hope because we always think of them as being these perfect human beings um, on a pedestal that had no flaws that truly lived their life to the fullest but they even struggled and that's why I think it's really important to read the lives of the saints because it gives you a deeper meaning of what they had to go through um, and how they were able to overcome it and I will just keep on stressing this but you are not alone in your struggles all the struggles I'm talking about in this episode, I've been struggling with my entire life, and there's no shame in that. Um, but I think recognizing it, talking about it, praying about it, it can help you to be confident in your skin and embrace the person that God made you to be in the most humble way possible. And that will bring you peace in your life, knowing that you are 
living to your fullest by serving the Lord and by embracing the person that God made you to be. Because when we do that, we allow God and we allow God to work in our lives, he starts performing miracles. And it's not like he wasn't performing miracles before, but he starts doing wonders when we say, you know what, I'm going to stop sitting here and worrying about this assignment. I'm just going to do it. And you get it done and you do it well. And that's a gift from the Lord to be able to do that. And there's nothing wrong with asking God for the ability to to overcome certain trials. I think we try to be so de- so independent and forget the importance of being dependent on the Lord that that's one of the reasons why we struggle a lot and we find ourselves in in moments in our lives where we feel far away from the Lord and we're like, well, who do I turn to? Well, it's because we've been turning to ourselves and those around us and worldly things for so long that we've forgotten the importance of turning to God. And that's when we try, we need to try to redirect our thoughts and realize that God is with us no matter what. God will forgive us no matter what. And in those moments where we feel that God isn't there, trust me, he's there. He's there even more. And those are the moments that he calls us to him in a very special way. Because we should know that God isn't a feeling. He is in a state of mind. And I think that's where the whole idea of like, well, I don't feel God's presence in my life. It's very silly. I don't like when people say that. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I know I have, like, kind of, sometimes I can be a little, like, in your face. <laughs> but Mother Angelica was worse than me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mother Angelica is my inspiration, guys. Um, truly amazing. Truly amazing woman. I wish she was a saint. But so many people in the church hate her. And that just shows you that she really, she really is a saint. You can argue with me on that, but she was. Um, Even when she was alive, people in the church hated her. Because she wasn't afraid of speaking the truth. And even if that meant insulting people to do it. You know? (laughs) God made her like that. She's a firecracker. Um, But, (laughs) again, I don't mean to, like, be, like, in y'all's faces. But, um you know, it is really important, and I really, I lost my train of thought, because I was thinking of Mother Angelica, it's not a problem, but about the whole feeling thing, I'll just return back to that, and try my best to resurrect what I was trying to say, (laughs) um, but, feeling like I hate when people say that oh I don't feel God's presence in my life I'm sorry God isn't a feeling God is in a state of mind he isn't like we're not always going to feel his presence or that he's answering our prayers and that's okay in fact that's important in our faith life because it helps us to really really turn to him because there were times in Mother Teresa's life where she felt that God had abandoned her. 
She didn't feel any sort of peace anymore. She felt scared and was like, why? Why, God? But what did she do? She kept pushing forward and believing and serving and living in the present moment. And that should offer us an amazing example of what we are called to do. Because so many people are leaving the church because they feel that Jesus is a feeling or a state of mind or like, oh, I don't feel God's presence or he's not answering my prayers. He's, he's answering your prayers. Somebody told me once that God is always answering your prayers by either not answering them because he thinks it's not, it's not like he thinks it's not important, but he thinks that it would serve you good to be in the state that you're in. Two, it's because he is going to do that later and you can't see it. And three, he might be answering someone else's prayers. It's like, it's weird, like, to think about that. Like, sometimes God allows us to experience certain things and it's not to teach us some sort of lesson because he's not a God that punishes us. He's a God that loves us. But he does allow us to have certain trials and experiences in our life because it allows us to grow closer in our faith and God wouldn't give us something we can't handle. So keep that in mind when I say that sometimes God allows things to happen to us. Doesn't always answer those prayers, but he still hears them. He's not ignoring them and he's answering them by saying, child, you can handle this. I gave this to you for a reason. And then like number two, um, the whole like, he's going to answer this later keep in mind that sometimes like god he works in ways that we can never comprehend so he might have already answered our prayer and we don't even realize it yet and we don't see it yet where he's going to answer that in the future because he thinks that's when i see that it is best those are i guess the basic forms of like kind of Obviously, I don't know God. I don't know how he answers prayers. But somebody tried to kind of explain that in a way that, in layman's terms, in a way that we could kind of feel that God is always listening. Obviously, this is like, this could be wrong. This is just this person's way of just saying, you know, God is always listening. Just because you don't think that he's answering your prayers right now doesn't mean that he won't ever doesn't mean he already has doesn't mean he wants you to experience this it's like we have to keep in mind that God has a purpose for everything and he knows better than we ever could know about ourselves about those around us about the trials we are facing and I think it's just important to be like you know what he knows what's best so you give it to him And I think the more that you learn to do that, the more that you will find a sense of peace enter into your life. The more you realize that Jesus isn't a feeling and that you're going to go through seasons of your faith life where you feel like you're walking through a desert. But don't let that stop you from praying. Don't let that stop you from going to church. Don't let that stop you from growing in your faith. Those are the very, very, very important times in your spiritual journey where you need to be diving deeper into your faith um read the lives of the saints pray your rosaries use those spiritual weapons um 
go to mass, use the sacraments, use the sacramentals. These are all gifts from the Lord to help us to draw closer to him. And the enemy wants us to sit in our period of dryness in our faith and to say, you know what? You know, I just don't feel God's presence in my life right now or that he's answering my prayers. So I'm just going to go about my day and just keep on living. No, guys, pray, 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 pray. I cannot stress that enough. When you don't feel like praying, pray even harder. One of the saints said that, and I feel bad that I can't think of who it was, but I've read so many saint quotes that some of them start to kind of like intertwine. (laughs) So if I'm butchering something... I apologize. You can look up what I'm trying to say and probably find the exact quote. (sighs) Excuse me. But those are my thoughts. Those are what I feel that God has put on my heart. Some things that I have to work on during this Lent and throughout my entire life because this is not something we can just fix overnight. And a lot of what I'm saying is building on each other. Like, Even if it's a jumbled up mess, what I'm saying can build on each other. Like, I've been talking a lot about the saints for this week. So, I'm going to be talking about the saints even more this week by using them as our guides. Um, And when it comes to peace, I'm going to talk about how it really starts with our relationship with the Lord and from there it goes with you know how we see ourselves how we respond to certain thoughts and actions and how others around us affect us and whether or not we should let that happen um so those are just kind of the basics and I apologize if it seems like I'm repeating a lot I'm just trying to really reiterate certain ideas and topics and things that I feel um, really add to the whole idea of peace and why this is a very important part of the liturgical year where we could be striving towards that because we need to start letting go of those vices, and I keep talking about this. This was kind of my Lenten theme, not Lenten, Advent theme, but very, can very well carry into Lent. Um, my Advent theme was like, I am going to allow God to remove my vices and replace them with virtues. And my image of that was like, had to do with Narnia and um and it's in like the Voyage of the Dawn Treader where Eustace as a dragon is trying to scratch off his dragon scales and he can't scratch them off by himself and it hurts and I like to think of his dragon scales as our vices that we have let build up on our hearts over time and then Eustace realizes that Aslan is trying to show him something and so he goes to Aslan and Aslan starts scratching off 
his dragon scales and it hurts he describes it as this beautiful pain it hurt but it felt good and it's really that purging right getting rid of those vices and it reminds me of purgatory i feel like my mom and i have talked about it it's very symbolic for purgatory and i know that lewis believed in purgatory even though he wasn't a catholic which is just such a beautiful idea to be like the fact that a protestant was able to just use basic faith and reason to determine that purgatory does exist and it should exist and i've talked about his analogy probably a billion times before so i'm not going to talk about it again um but i do feel like this is kind of like his little way of showing purgatory in the chronicles of narnia um there definitely are other parts in the story that could allude to it for sure but I think that's the one that stands out to me but it's also it just reminds me of just this purging of your vices that you've let form these really hard scales on your heart and you need to let God go in there and start scratching those scales off and it's gonna hurt um I've had a lot of self-realization in things this Advent season, and it does hurt. But you know what? This is what I asked God for. This is what I realized I needed. And I know that there's a purpose for this, and that it's this beautiful pain, as Eustace describes it. So I invite you to allow God to do the same, because all of our hearts have those worldly attachments and those sins and things that build up over time so I encourage you to just ask God to remove those vices and help you to replace them with the virtues maybe think of a certain virtue you could be working on you know every day every week whatever because those are really what's going to help aid in the healing process because God can take away those vices but we could put them right back where they were if we're not trying if we're not trying to replace them with virtues um so ask God to help you with that as well and know that it's okay to slip up it's okay to make make mistakes because God has already forgiven you there's no sense in beating yourself up God hates it when we beat ourselves up anytime I think about that I'm like man I beat myself up all the time God probably is really really sad about that and he is because he's like man I made you this way and here you are criticizing yourself you're criticizing God's creation um so those again are just my thoughts some things I'm throwing out there realize that the most important thing to this is just praying and allowing God to take over because we try to do things ourselves all the time and that's when we start slipping up that's when we start beating ourselves up that's when we start thinking those negative thoughts and letting them get to us and letting our insecurities get to us which robs us of the peace of mind that we can have if we just surrender to God and are confident in our own skin 
as long as we're being humble and faithful and trying to obtain virtues in our lives. So those are just my thoughts. I apologize if they're a jumbled up mess, but this is what I feel like God was telling me to share with you guys. And you know what? A lot of the times I do feel a little bit of embarrassed that sometimes I slip up. <laughs> I say words wrong. I... Um, my voice cracks. My voice tends to sometimes randomly get hoarse when my I'm when I like first wake up, and I have bad allergies. Like all these things, I'm trying to be like, you know what? I don't care because I'm sitting here and doing what I feel like God is calling me to do in this moment. And if that means messing up in front of people, I don't care. I don't have time to go back and fix and edit things. I just have to learn to embrace myself, which is what I'm talking about. So it's fitting if I just keep on slipping up because it reminds you guys that I'm human. I'm not just here to just say that I've got it all together. I'm achieving this good peace of mind. No, what I'm saying is I'm struggling with this right now and I want you guys to know that and I have a feeling that other people are struggling with that and there's no there's no harm in struggling with these things. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to let you guys know that one, you're not alone and two, there are ways that you can overcome this. Um, rede- redirect your thought patterns and trust in God and ask God for the grace to overcome these things and journal it out or pray about it or do all the things um because god will help you and i'm just here as a simple lowly guide not even a guide because i can't even be a guide or a mentor because it's not like i have overcome all these things i'm just here as a friend um as an advocate for those who are going through these difficult times and are in need of a pick-me-up of some sort of motivation or inspiration and I really hope that that's what these devotionals are doing for you guys I'm like are these are these helpful are these are these something I should keep on doing I've had a lot of like time where I'm just like okay is this like to just think while I'm like driving or whatever like is this something I should be doing is it a waste of time but I think that no I felt called to do this and it's been a wonderful way at reflecting and putting myself in a good mindset in the morning or even at the end of the day um during this advent season I've been having a really difficult time journaling recently so being able to kind of be an open book and do open journaling with you guys is basically what I'm doing. Um, This is kind of taking the place of my journaling because it's just me. I would have probably been expressing these thoughts, you know, maybe in a more different way, um, but probably would have been expressing these thoughts in my journal. And my journal is kind of a small journal. And I think that if I were to rant in it for 30 minutes, I would take up a majority of the space in that journal. So I think that this is a good good alternative. Um, But I do find it very, very helpful to write 
in my journal. So I want to encourage that for you guys. Even if they're really short journal entries, I like to write them as if they're letters to God. I'm like, dear Lord, comma, and then I state my things, and then I say, love your daughter. That's how I write my journal entries. Um, and I would dedicate a journal just for for that if you can. I also have a gratitude journal. Um, gratitude is at the heart of everything, guys. It helps you to see so much good and all the bad going on in your life. So I have this just this really simple gratitude journal that has a line, like three lines for each day. You just put the date and then you fill out something on those three lines for the day. It's really simple, really short. Um, you could either do it at the beginning of the day, end of the day. And I've talked about this before, um, like a month ago or so. And again, gratitude is everything. I've been trying to do it more because it does help me to, to step back and say, you know what, maybe today isn't that bad after all. And that's how we should be thinking because no day is truly bad. It's just sometimes we have a difficult time seeing the good. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you're having a wonderful Advent season. Know that you're in my thoughts and prayers. And I really do hope that you tune in next time. And forgive me if my thoughts are a jumbled up mess, but I'm trying my best. And again, I'm not perfect. And I too am struggling with these things and trying my best to overcome them. Love you guys.